am Bibi Pubel. Uh, it is. Uh, <coughs> you know, you clear your throat a lot on the record. Sorry. No, no, I'm just letting you know. I, ca- I cut. I snip, snip. I know. They make your job uh, very hard. Um, today it is uh, July 11, 2012. We are about to look at. 2:16 p.m. My heart is beating. I can feel it. It's very, very scary for me. About to open up the file on the computer that says if we are identical twins or not. What are you feeling right now, Bibi? I'm confident. I'll be honest with you. I'm confident uh, that we are two twins. Well, uh, of course we are two twins. It's uh, no, no. I mean twins. We're not a multiple birth widow. You know, pretend to be twins, but you just really bother and sister. Why you say it, Bibi? If we are fraternal, which is. Uh, Possible. No, it's not. Look at us. <laughs> now I'm even ten times more nervous. No, you have to be confident. We, just now we uh, walked into the set where we're working today and the guard says, how do we tell you apart? This is a man we've worked on this uh, set for how long? Months? Doing this show and uh, he still no have I any idea. Uh, despite the fact... You give a smart ass answer. He does not notice our nose rings are on different sides of the nose. That's ridiculous. Okay, well, you are confident, so I'm going to pull up this uh, on the computer. <coughs> and, like, sorry, I cleared my throat again. We're going to read it. I, I'm honest with you that I'm incredibly nervous. What is this uh, lab that we send off our cheek swabs to? <sighs> okay, it is a Gen X diagnostic. Mm-hmm. Final result. And I'm going to uh, click does on it. Does it say congrats or does it say tough shit? <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, dear uh, Fifi Poubelle, thank you for choosing ellipses. Now I'm going to uh, open this email. Okay. I, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, you want to read and I'm going to... Dear Fifi Poubelle, thank you for choosing swab test. Please find your results enclosed in the attach. Blah, blah, blah. Where's the attach? Okay, my heart is a little beaty. <laughs> Email dot click click with your thumb. Do a quick look. That's all we need to see. <gasps> Congratulations! I'm being completely honest with you. It says identical twins, and I've never been so happy. I'm crying. <laughs> DNA analysis of 16 loci indicate identical genetic profile between child 1 PB and child 2 PB. Congratulations. <laughs> the probability of this match, thank you, between two random people is 1 in 1.92 times 10 to the 19th power. <laughs> Fifi, what is this? Does it mean oh, even more special than we thought? Before? Look at this number. I'm s- there's a, you know, I'm going to put this up when we do this, uh, this podcast. But I'm really actually wiping a tear from an eye. Oh, Fifi, did you? I have to ask. Did you let them know that you dropped the swab <laughs> test on the carpet twice? Uh, no, once was on my pants, and then once on the table. But I, would you think that could affect? Uh, mm, you're right. <laughs> What if on my pants was some uh, uh, your real my twins? Hair. <laughs> my hair. What if my hair was on your pants? Oh, wow, this is great news. Oh, wow. Okay, well, uh, Bibi? Well, then. We have to call our mama. This is a very happy day, and uh, we're happy to share this with you. All right. All right. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Merci. Bibi? Yeah? How are you doing? Uh, good. Ha- how do I sound? Fantastic? Yes. Definitely don't touch the microphone. Yeah, don't touch those microphones. <laughs> cause some kind of feedback. Who is this? Uh, this is John Schnepp's friend. John Schnepp's friend. Uh, thank you for coming. Hi. Hey, what's going on? Both of you girls having some fun today. It's hot out. Yeah, it's pretty hot out. It's pretty hot out. I'm sick of it. Is that why you're wearing a t- tank top and uh, little shorts? Yeah, I'm trying to stay cool, you know. Yeah. 
uh, you succeeded, I think, right? I feel cool. You look a little sweaty. I am sweating. I mean, I hope you don't mind if I'm sweating on your couch right now. No, you want, to to, you want to towel? You want to towel? You know what? I'm just going to let myself drip dry if that's all right with you. No, that's fine. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to use any of you, you know, towels and things. If you have a napkin, a couple of napkins, I could use that and I'll just throw them away. Yeah, yeah. They might, uh, we can give you napkins. You're sure they're not going to tear yeah, and like no. get all over no, you? I'm, gen I'm gentle with napkins. How do you feel about toilet paper? I use it. I'm not one of those people who doesn't wa wipe myself. When I go to number two, mm -hmm. step one, sometimes I just shake it. I don't really use the toilet paper for number one, you know. Mm -hmm. mm. It's a man's world when in that situation. Why is he not making eye contact with us? Oh, he's staring I at... I feel strange looking at both of you at the same time because then I might have to split my eyes, if you know what I'm saying. Like if I was looking at one of you, it would be unfair to the other one, so that we... You know, I'm going to say right now, just look at her. It's I'm I'm okay with you not looking at I me. I really feel strange about even... I could just look at the wall. Yeah, that's yeah. what you're doing. I could look at the wall and feel all right about that. Do you want to look at a painting or something I'm instead? I'm looking at this small little nubule on the wall right now. I see that nubule, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's like kind of slightly off orange on the egg white, uh, eggshell coloring. It's a nubule. It's like a pimple on the wall. I'm going to look at that. Okay. Did we get this man's uh, name yet? No. Your name is? Oh, my name is Francis. Hi, Francis. Francis Bilbix. Thanks for joining us, Francis Bilbix. We've heard a lot about you. Um, yeah. We you thought know. you were just going to drive John over and then leave. No, but no. Where no. is John? John doesn't drive. He's downstairs. And he just needed to chill out for a minute. And he said, go upstairs and hang out for a minute. Yeah, so. he's, he's uh, very nervous. He's smoking cigarettes. Yeah, I think he's a bit nervous right now. So I was like, look. Just stay inside my car. Uh -huh. You could use my air conditioning. Uh -huh. So it's running right now. Yeah. He has the windows up. He's smoking in. He's smoking inside. Okay. Yeah. I think he should stop smoking eventually. I think it's is it bad. bad for him? I think smoking in general is really bad for anybody. So. Yeah. Do you smoke, Francis? Uh, I, no, I don't smoke at all. You don't? No. no. Nothing at all? Well. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying, girls. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's fine. Did you smoke before you came up? Did, did, what? You, did you smoke before you came up the stairs? No, I did not. I don't like to do that kind of thing before I'm going to be on a microphone. Okay, did you know you were going to be on microphone today? Uh, no. So I did smoke this morning. Yes, okay. But yeah, it was like, you know, just a couple of drags off of, you know, I got the chronic sativa. Oh, like you. Yeah, sativa is yeah. my friend. Right. What is the other one? Not sativa, but... Uh, uh, Jeremy's. Yes. Mm -hmm. a, uh, the other one I smoke sometimes is Gronix. Gronix is good. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's more of a, like a mind high. Yeah, you know? it's like that purple style. Yeah. You got a good Gronix dealer? Uh, I could say uh, yes. Yeah, okay. It you took me a second to think about it, but yeah. It's somebody you'd recommend? She's all right. She comes, she usually has about five to six different brands. And I, I, like I said, I like Gronix. I like Sativa. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I smoke a little Pumple Wicks. Mm -hmm. The Pumple Wicks is the orange stuff that makes you kind of flatline a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. organic, though. It is organic. All of her stuff's organic except no. for the Gronix. No. And I don't mind that that's like a man made, you know. It's a GMO. Yeah, it's like they uh, they prop it up with a lot of Febreze. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they put it in a in like kind of a barbecue. Mm hmm. Uh, you know what those things, those big things that get the chicken all barbecued up? They're like a uh, rotisserie. Yeah, or? they put them up in a rotisserie and mm -hmm. then spray some Febreze on it mm -hmm. and let it sit there for a couple of days and it gets orange. Mm -hmm. And then you smoke that. <laughs> that sounds like it's really uh, expensive with that process. Uh, you wouldn't. Is it believe. worth it? You know what? It's a little bit more expensive than what you would normally buy, but it's really worth it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like you're on an orange sherbet. Uh, cloud mm -hmm. and you're staring up at a vacuum cleaner that's trying to get at you mm -hmm. but it can't mm. so you're safe but at the same time you feel very vulnerable what is keeping that vacuum from you i'd say it's the gronics you know okay. what i'm saying no i do know yeah, what you're saying exactly. i know what you're saying yeah, even yes. keeled so that, you know yes yeah baby where are you going John. uh yeah uh, you know what you might want to just text him John. uh I turned off my phone so that oh. it wouldn't... He's got his phone on if you want. Yeah, just yell. He could probably hear from the car. Did he express to you like some type of 
Do, do you think he's going to come up? Is my question. I, I think he is. I don't think he's going to flake out or something. If no? That's what you're asking me. He's usually pretty good about those things. Do you take him to a lot of podcasts? Or? I take him. I took him one last week on the AMC for your consideration. Uh-huh. I took him over there. Yeah. He was definitely. He was definitely a little aggra- aggravated with me. I was late. What? Oh, why were you late? Well, I didn't want to really get into it. I, sh- I just mentioned it. But no, yeah, I was late. I was in a fight. You were? What yeah. kind of with the who? With my roommate. Yes. Yeah. You need to tell us a little about this. Well, uh, his name is Fiesel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I met Fiesel. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, the problem I have with him is he's a dirty roommate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have issues with dishes. Mm-hmm. Like, I have you a have bo- dishes? I have dishes, if you want to call them. I have a bowl, mm-hmm. and it's for my cereal. Mm-hmm. And I... I use that bowl when I come home. Yes. And then I wash that bowl and put it away. Yes. But Fiesel doesn't really see it that way. Fiesel doesn't. He, yeah. No. He has a situation as far as that. And then that causes a situation as far as me and him. Mm-hmm. And then that acerbates this whole overall situation of a co-living adventure. That is awful. It does become, yeah. Why, why don't you live with John? Uh, he lives with his girlfriend. Uh, who's yeah. his girlfriend? Uh, Holly. Holly. Yeah. <coughs> Holly Schnepp. Uh, Holly Payne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He lived with her. So she's pretty cool. Yeah. Why know. couldn't you all live together? Uh, she would really get angry at John if I even come around the house at this point. So, oh, why? You know, I had a falling out with her about two years ago. You had, f- you had a fight with her? Yeah. I, you know, maybe I would say it started out as a misunderstanding mm-hmm. and then it, it escalated. Who, who misunderstood who? Um, you know, I'm not going to say anything really about who misunderstood who, but all I could say is I had seven yoo-hoos mm-hmm. in my car. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then... I know where this is going, but go on. Yeah. Uh, and then suddenly I had like three yoo-hoos. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, look, she doesn't even drink yoo-hoos and my car wasn't even near her. Mm-hmm. But she had some comment about yoo-hoo and it upset me. So oh, it was I, on your mind. Yeah, this other person, it could have been Fiesel, it could have been someone else drank my yoo-hoos, and so I was kind of a little, I don't know, sensitive or something, so I started yelling really loudly at her, mm-hmm. and, and then John got upset with me. Oh, and, uh, he's very protective of Holly. Yeah, and then we got into a big thing, and I didn't talk to him for like five months. I mean, I tried to talk to him, but he wouldn't return my phone calls, so. How did he uh, get anywhere is my question. Yeah, I guess he started taking his cabs again, mm-hmm. but. Um, is that why you drive him around for free now? Is this like pretty much is a little bit of a payback thing for my yeah. my screw up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I screwed up. How I much guess. longer you have to drive him around? About two months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, we had an agreement, so we're yeah. eight months. So all together, right? It's yeah. not every day or anything, you know. And he sometimes he chips in with some gas money and a coffee and things oh, like that. Oh, sweet, nice. Yeah. Yes, and I feel you know I owe him, so whatever. And you let him smoke in your car. Yeah, he had quit smoking for like three years, and he started again at last Comic-Con, and then he just couldn't stop. Why did he start at Comic-Con? It's a stressful environment? He was just sort of, everybody was smoking around him, and he was like, you know what, I'm just going to have a cigarette. Oh, did he he bum (laughs) a cigarette from someone, or he had a cigarette? He did, no, he bummed a couple, then he was like, yo, I'm just going to go get a pack, and then that all started that situation again, so... You know, I think uh, Comic-Con is stressful for John because everybody wants him to uh, to help them get into the parties. I think that maybe is... I think that's part of it. Uh, yeah, that's he couldn't get me in this year. No. Well, you that, know what? Actually, man. he could have because he can get anybody into any... I've seen well, it happen. He told me, he was like, yo, Death Croc was playing on this uh, on this submarine or something yeah. like that. We were there. Yes, we're on the submarine. All yeah. right, well, you know, don't have to rub it in or anything. I, I, oh. I didn't even get to go to comic-con in general um but whatever that's cool it's not like i i don't read comics or anything that's his that's his thing i'm not into comics he's a is he a big comic book leader yeah he reads all kinds of comic books i call him a big nerd all the time you know oh that's not my thing at all but i just was like i'd like to see death croc so and i said look get me a ticket man and get me and my three friends a ticket and he Mm -hmm. told me to you know I don't want to swear on your program but you can say f off yeah he told me to f off in uncertain terms you know but uh, we went to that show and he had he'd gotten a Scriblex. Scriblex yeah, came in. Scriblex was in there. Uh, I heard about that. Uh, Jumbly was there, and I really wish he wasn't. I don't like that he's friends with Jumbly because uh, Jumbly always hits on me, and it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, I heard that Jumbly likes to get a grip on the girls' butts. Uh, that's yeah. what he does. He just Did walks he do that? 
No, I know him too well now, and I uh, I will I walked by him very quickly, so he could not. Okay. Yeah, that's a good plan to just kind of get past him. Yeah, I run, I run. Yeah. It looked dumb, but I run. Yeah, or face him like the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So that way, yes. you, if you turn, you can't turn your back on. He's got him. long arms, though. He's like a gibbon, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those guys got in, uh, you know, and I'm not mad about that. Uh, you know, the guy Bogart, he got in. I, I saw was, him there. I was kind of upset about that. I he saw was pictures. Donk. Yeah. Donk off his butt. That's what happens when you have free drinks and you have a dude just standing at the bar yeah. the whole time just getting free drinks. Nobody told him to get back in line. No. You know? But whatever. He made good friends with the bartender. Yeah. So what did did you have other plans that weekend? I always have other plans. I, I wasn't relying on him to help me. I don't need really people to help me out. You know, You're an independent I man? I am very independent, yeah. Independently wealthy? Uh, no. No? no I just you in, work? I'm just independent. Okay. Mm. okay. Um, girls, I'm going to go and get John right now. I feel slightly uncomfortable about all this information. So let me go get him and I'll, 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 I'll be off. Nice talking with y'all. Well, Francis, it's uh, it's sometimes a pleasure to see you. Yeah, it's not very nice to see you. Thank you for waving. Bye. Oh, yeah. bye. Right. That means you're actually going. <laughs> I'm going. All right, I'll go get I'll go get Schnepp. Okay. Bibi, can you let him in? Goodbye. Goodbye. Is he? Is he? All right. So that dude's gone. Well, he's waiting for you, I'm hoping. Was he going to come back? Oh, no, no. That dude, <coughs> yeah. Francis? Francis is uh, a very interesting guy. So. Well, we know. We, he opened the podcast for us. What do you mean? We were just uh, taping with him. That, what? Well, we didn't know. We thought you were nervous and didn't want to come up. No, no, no. I just told him I needed to chill out for a minute. I wasn't nervous. I just needed to hang out for a minute. I said, just go up and tell them that Why I'll would be you? up in a minute. Well, what do you mean, chill out? You have stressful morning? No, no, no. I just wanted to hang loose, chill, kind of chill out. Not No stress kind of environment, but yeah, you know, just hang out for a minute oh, before I, I got up on a mic and whatnot. Well, I'm really sorry. Was he all right? Was he was guy? great. All he right. had a lot of insight on oh, you. Okay. Yeah, that's the mic, mic stand right there. Sorry. Yeah. He talked about Holly. He talked about... Uh, oh, really? Yes. Huh. Wow. <laughs> not not really. No, no. I, I think I asked the wow. question. So. All right. He Did didn't he say anything about the Yoohoo? He mentioned yeah. the Yoohoo. Wow. All right. <laughs> Is this a big point Man. of contention between you guys? Unbelievable. That's unreal. Did, should we get your side of the story? No, absolutely not. No? Let's just, you know, that dude is, I'm done. All right. So what's going on with you girls? Well, we bring you here today because we are a big fan of your work. Oh, um, right on. Yeah. And uh, we s- have seen a lot of your stuff on, I guess it's YouTube, right? YouTube. Yeah. yeah. And um, we we're wondering if we could ask you to maybe do a little of your poetry. Oh sure, sure. Um, which uh, which uh, poetry uh, reading did you see on YouTube? It was it was in uh, it was before one of the bands was playing. Mm. This is back, I think, in Chicago. Oh sure. Yeah, so it didn't. It actually didn't say what the band was. It just said John Schnepp opening. Oh okay. For and it, it might have been band. opening for Wicker Man. That was one of the bands could've they been, used to open for. Could have been. Uh, it would have been Math maybe, which was another band. Yeah, the video cuts out before the band actually starts, but oh. yes. I think uh, Meet Smile Parade was a poem that you did. It's one of Fifi's favorites. Meet Smile Parade. Meet Smile Parade. Wow. Yeah. I wish I had that like uh, memorized because this is from like 1991, 92, mm-hmm. 93. Mm-hmm. So that's like 20 years ago. Yes. So it's not that I forgot it. It's that it's like wedged on top of 20 years of memory. Well, I'll so. tell you what. Uh, if you... Uh, falter at any point mm-hmm. i i'll bet that we could fill it in for you okay i'm gonna ch- I'll, I'll give it a shot and see what i oh, excuse me see if i could uh bring it up and kind of in some kind of false memory context mm-hmm. so it seems like before you did a performance uh in the old days you would really you take a moment on stage like three minutes just to kind of center yourself yeah no i'm not gonna take up three minutes you can I mean, if you want to we can edit uh, that out okay you know, if you want to do it all right well you know what some if, deep breathing if you can whatever. edit it out yeah. then i'm gonna take probably like 10 minutes so all right <clears throat> just gotta get myself centered mm. La 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 la
bears, lions, ants, insects, they're inside you all the time, crawling. They're happy. They're hungry. Their tiny little souls are inside of you. Break. Break. Crinkle. Foil. Aluminum cap. Aliens are talking. They're trying to break through. Your secret animals will protect you. Not this time, says the tiny ant. Not this time, says the baby lion. Not this time, says the angry walrus. La 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 my aluminum cap shall protect me from you. You will not get inside my brain. My brain is stronger than yours. My electronic energy will destroy you. Feedback. So that's that's one of them right oh there. God. That, that is <clears> powerful. <throat> that was your warm-up? Or? That was my warm-up, yeah. That was really good. Yeah. So, yeah, we can edit that out, you know, whatever that, you know, that's just my little warm-up, so. We might put that as a bonus. I think the bonus track. Oh, yeah, okay. And this so. is this is what got you a third-place fellowship for your bachelor's. The third place was, uh, it was called uh, An Opera in Three Parts. Mm-hmm. And it was basically about how uh, humans don't belong on this planet. And uh, they need to go out into the stars because we're so invested in destroying our planet seems like we're the only creatures on this planet that actually are destroying our planet. So why be on the planet anymore? So That's very progressive for 91. Well, well that was actually, yeah, 89. 89. Yeah, so um yeah, yeah, it was kind of fun. It was like a it was like a musical. I did a little a little uh Did you song. sing? I did sing with Jesus and Adolf Hitler and Manson. We did a little three-step kind of dance, cartoon dance. Um, they all came on at the end and were uh, arguing with me about getting on a rocket ship. So so you wanted people to think, when they think uh, Jesus, Hitler, and Manson, you wanted them to think Schnapp as well? No, no, no. I wasn't trying to like get myself involved with those three guys. They were more as far as just icons. And, so. you, and you as well, though? No, no, no. No, not at all? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Are you trying to put words in the... Uh, I think she is cramming words yeah. into my history. She's going to continue doing it. Yeah. She tried it twice already. I know. I, the almost, the a thir- <laughs> almost a third one was like whifting in there. I saw that. but uh, I was not... Wi- nothing was whifting. All Come right, on. all right. Don't accuse me of whifting. All right. Well, I, I'll take the whifting acu- accusation back. You know, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, so I was doing these kinds of performances for a long time. And and then I got uh, I got into doing music videos, so... At first, it was like, you know, building little contraptions, like a water oil kind of lens to put over the, the 16 millimeter Bolex. And, and uh, you shoot through that? Yeah. You found a way to seal it and it does not affect the lens of the I, Bolex? I did find a way to seal it. That was my, one of my first jobs was like, build this and make sure it doesn't leak and uh, that we can attach it in front on top of a Bolex. You know that you can do all that kind of stuff with After Effects, right? You know that? I do know that now, but guess what? Uh... He wasn't shooting this on an iPhone. Yeah. iPhones didn't exist yet. After Effects didn't mm-hmm. exist yet. They would, They had before effects? No. Or what? Uh, there was no before effects. In fact, there were no computers. What? There was like a, the Commodore 64 and there was like a little kind of strange Apple IIe. Apple IIc was yeah. before E. Right. I think, it, I don't even know when the Apple II, Apple, did that come out in 89? I think. Apple IIc I think was like 86 or something. Okay. Mid 80s. Yeah. yeah. But they, we weren't using those, so. No, I mean, even if you did have one, you would not be doing video editing or film. No, it it held like 16K, Mm -hmm. like a floppy disk. Mm -hmm. You girls remember what a floppy disk was? We we have touched a floppy disk. Okay, that sounds slightly sexual. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it was not not a good good, experience. Not in a good way. Yeah, I was was working with this floppy disk and hmm, somewhat frustrating. So you, where did you go to college? I went to the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. So mm-hmm. very cool experience, fun, very expensive. Uh, still, yeah. still paying student loans. <laughs> what? 
Well, I didn't pay him for years. Oh. Because I was broke. I mean, I was so broke for so many years. It was like, I can't pay student loans. And then eventually. And you didn't default on them. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, okay. I most certainly did. What was a small, uh, medium-sized pain in the neck became a very large, nice nugget of, of pain. Are you, you're just now. paying on the interest at this point? Yes. Okay. That's all I'm doing. Just skimming on the inter- interest, you know. Did you grow up in Chicago? No, no. I grew up in uh, Connecticut, West Haven, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I grew up there. And then once I graduated high school, I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> and so... Uh, I either was going to go to CalArts or SVA or the School Art Institute of Chicago. Do you feel that you made the right choice? I think I did. Yeah, yeah, I went to visit all of those schools, and I came out here to Valencia and checked the you know CalArts out. It was really fun. It looked cool. It looked really fun, and so did SVA in New York. But they both had these really kind of limiting curriculums. Like for the first two years, you you you, you had to declare a major, mm. and I didn't want to. I was like, I don't really know what I want to do. I want to paint. I want to you know mess around with video and film i might want to be you know a comic book artist i mm-hmm. might want to be uh, you know do weird acting and they were like no you have to pick one and then you have to be in that for like two years and that when you're 18 two years seems like no way mm-hmm. that's like too long you know i want to try different stuff so the artist was like you do whatever you want that's so, cool so what, that's, what did you get a degree in then did you uh, choose a specific towards the yeah at the end the last year was like a film video mm-hmm. uh performance so is that wait all those together is one yeah degree? it's a multimedia degree oh, cool. yeah so so what did you do after college a lot of brokenness nothingness mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of uh you know poetry and like weird stuff free things in front of bands where you'd get like here's 25 dollars and a drink ticket you know that's not bad actually yeah what are you yeah. talking about even by these oh standards. right right well i'm sorry <laughs> I, for, I always forget i'm in la where nobody gets paid to perform which i always thought's weird that's why i don't perform out here because i was just like when I first moved out here, I was like, really? Everybody performs out here for free? No, sometimes you pay them. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> I'm not going to have any part of it. So, Well, that's the industry here, so I think it's wrong. To do it. I know, but yeah. I still I don't agree with it, so I'm not going to be part of it. Yeah. So that so, was my, my weird. Nobody cares. Like, well, don't perform. Get lost. I'm just saying that was like, I'm not going to be part of it. How long did you stay in Chicago? I was there for 12 years. Whoa. I, I went to school there, and then when I graduated, I just started working on these music videos. Well, about two years after like graduating, I started working at this at this music video company called H Gun. I learned a bunch of stuff there. Like I had messed around with animation in college, but that's when I learned how to use Cosa After Effects before it was Cosa. Cosa. Is it true that uh, by this point you all knew Tommy Blotcher? Oh yeah, Tommy was my second roommate in when I was I had just turned eighteen and. I had gotten kicked off my floor and also gotten kicked out of my my roommate of situation. What happened? I was with this guy who, you know, who, who was he was also he was from the East Coast, but he was from New York and he was just really serious. Mm-hmm. And like you. Uh, yeah, like me. <laughs> and what ended up happening was like this is my first year out of, you know, West Haven, Connecticut. And I was just having so much fun partying <laughs> nonstop every day. I met all these new friends and. And he was like, a, like I'm going to stay in my room. I'm going to draw. I'm going to draw Michelangelo recreations. Mm-hmm. And just like, so I'd come home like tr- totally drunk at like three in the morning. And he'd be up like penciling something. And he'd be like, you're breaking my concentration. Like started yelling me. And so I started yelling back at him. And I won't say it got into a fight. We got into a pushing, like screaming in our fa- in each mm-hmm. other's faces. And then uh, I ended up getting, uh, not because of that, but I, and he ended up moving out of, he was like, I'm moving out of this uh, dorm and moving to another dorm. And I was mm. like, fine. And then I ended up like getting kicked off of my floor by like having these, like we were partying a little bit too much. We had this like crazy uh, water balloon attack on the basketball players on the, I think it was on the 13th floor. So we went up there and like snuck in and just had a giant attack and actually became, you know, fisticuffs. Fighting, <laughs> punching. I remember getting punched in the stomach really hard. Uh-oh. And so the people who uh, who caused the four people who started, you know, or, or were the instigators, I was one of them. We all got booted off of our floors and separated. So I ended up getting kicked over to the ninth floor, which was fun because I had my own room. I was like, this is awesome. And then this guy who just got out of the army was 24, Tommy Blatcha got into my dorm room and I was like, oh, well, I guess we're going to be sharing this dorm room and, and, uh, the rest is history. Well, but, I'll but, say he was, uh, he was like a really one of the, 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 the most fun roommates I've ever had. Tommy Blatch is one of the funniest guys on the planet. Yeah. 
we know. Um, back know. then, uh, he was just a, a completely crazy dude who just got out of the army and was like, you know, he was going to Columbia College and I was going to the Art Institute of Chicago and he was studying film at Columbia. I was studying video film at the Art Institute. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was fun. We just became really good friends. So, Did they think by putting you with uh, someone who just gotten out of service, who is older, he, that you would be with a, you know, a responsible... Whipped into shape. Yeah. Yeah, that was completely <laughs> wrong. He was like one of the, the most awesomely juvenile persons I could have ever <laughs> been teamed up with. We did, we caused so much havoc and destruction at this, at this uh, dorm. I think the the most fun the the funnest thing we've ever ever did was we uh, we had a party and in one of the rooms one of the dorm rooms was an empty dorm room mm-hmm. and so that's where we had the you know the giant fifty five gallon uh, you know garage uh, garbage can with filled with ice with all the beer was in so of course all the beer is gone so it was just nothing but ice water <laughs> and we were like what are we gonna do with this ice water and then we like so we opened up. The window, <laughs> which we were li- lived in a downtown dormitory, so you open up a ninth floor window, you're looking down nine floors. That's where the L tracks were, and like people are walking <laughs> downtown Chicago, and we just lifted this 55 gallon drum up, and then looked, and just to make sure we looked, you know, that we didn't see anybody, and we just dumped the entire contents out the window <laughs> onto the street, and then we looked back, and right when we dumped it, like a group of lawyers came out of one building, <laughs> and a bunch of construction workers came out of another and they just got jacked with an ice wall like a wall of ice like just hit them they all looked up and they saw us and we moved our heads back ran back to our dorm room because we had already gotten in trouble for a bunch of other stuff this was already like two months into us uh, living together so we had already been like doing some crazy hijinks and so the ra the, re- the you know resident assistant was like immediately came to our room we closed our door and like <laughs> Instantly bust out some comics, and I remember him like, dun, 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 open the door, and like, what are you guys doing? I was like, oh, what's up, man? Just totally reading these comics. Why? What's going on? Looked like we were completely fake relaxing. <laughs> He's like, you know anything about the other room? What? No. What, what happened? Nothing. Closed the door. We're like, <clears throat> like totally laughing. And then later we found out the uh, this old old black security guard downstairs was like, yeah, these guys came in, and they were they were really angry. <laughs> They saw people up on the ninth floor looking up, and they got hit with. I saw them get hit with a wall of ice. And they were all angry. <laughs> so that was really fun. Why don't you do stuff like that now? Who said he doesn't? Yeah. Why are you putting words in my mouth? I know. I, I wouldn't know actually because he would be, you know, in his bed with his uh, covers pulled up to his neck by the time I'd get to him to right. say, "Did you do this?" Uh, you had a lot of fun. I did. I, I loved uh, living in Chicago. I. I mean, that was just my first couple of months in Chicago. Um, once I graduated, I ended up moving all around. I lived down in uh, right off of uh, Damon and uh, Ravenswood, like the Ravenswood train line. It was like, you know, that's where I, you, you would get off on Ravenswood and uh, live with a couple of, of uh, skinheads, but they weren't Nazi skinheads. Oh, they were, were they straight edge? Yeah, they were like bomber boys. Like, we like music and, and we like to dress this way. And I was, uh, you know, I had big, crazy hair so at the time. And I was like, you're not going to be skinheads forever. It's just because you're insecure and don't know. You, you well, just want to, con- you know. They don't have a group of people to identify with? Yes. And they were all like, shut up, we're skins forever. And then like a couple of years later, one of, one of the guys who became one of my best friends ended up, be, you know, growing his hair out and getting into a rock and roll band and stuff. I have to say, if you're going to do some trend, you know, shaving your head's not so bad. It's better than uh, getting a tattoos everywhere. Sure. You know, it's like the equivalent of getting a acid wash jean surgically attached to your legs. It's something you're going to have forever. Right. That would be a bad thing. That would be a bad thing. Yeah. You know, you shaving your head, your hair grows back. Exactly. Yeah. You have options. You're like, didn't you used to be a skinhead? Now I have, you know, yeah. like dreads, and I'm totally in this other in this whole other scene. So. Were you in a scene, or were you? I was not in any kind of scene. I was like uh, in, you know, multiple spheres of other scenes. I was in all of those little micro spheres. Mm-hmm. So. I heard that you uh, you made a short film with Del Close, and I have to tell you that uh, BB and I really, really admire her work. She's just fantastic. It's a dude. Oh. BB, can you take this one, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, she was. He was very famous. Yes, uh, Del Close was one of the most famous uh, improv <laughs> instructors known to the planet. He trained in John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. Are you sure we're talking about the same Del Close? Because I think she's great, but 
Oh, I think you're talking about Della Closeness, sir? She was a singer. She, she was a singer, yeah. right? Yeah. Like a blues singer. Yeah, and she was only had one hit, and then she was murdered horribly. So that's yeah. a different, a different. You did not work with her. No, no. Okay. Um, but Del Close, I uh-huh. worked with, okay. and uh, uh, that's how I met all the Upright Citizens Brigade because um, he was he was training them at the Improv Olympic, and I had gotten my script to him through this uh, one guy, Ali Faranakian, who was a uh, was good friends with a friend of mine, Pete, who unfortunately passed away last year. Pete was a, a good friend of mine. We did a lot of animation together, but. Uh, um, Ali got the script over to Dell, and then Dell was like, "This is one of the craziest scripts I've ever read. I need to be a part of it. I'll mm. do anything. Let me be involved." So it was like, "Hell yeah, you can do whatever you want, man!" So he became the dialogue director, and he helped get us a whole bunch of different uh, actors to come in and try out. And uh, he was great. He played a character called the Man, who led this uh, revolutionary network called Revnet. Um. It was a lot of fun. It was a, a pal of mine who graduated, like, I think a couple of years after me, but then we, we met back up. His name is Dave Murray. Um, we wrote all this together, like, in 1990 and 91. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we were just, like, living at these two separate lofts, and we're like, hey, let's write a weird science fiction comedy show. We didn't know what it was that we were writing, so we just started out by writing a bunch of sketches, and then it slowly coalesced into this weird show. And uh, I was working at this H-Gun place doing music videos, so we're like, hey, let's... Let's try doing it there. Mm-hmm. So it all kind of came together in 93. It was a feature? Or? It was three half-hour episodes. Okay. Was there improv involved in it, or was it strictly scripted? It was, I'd say, 90% scripted, and we did a little bit of improv. I'm trying to recall. I know I've heard stories about some crazy, some, some things that happened on the set. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> what day? Um, it, we shot for, like, almost a year, so it was like, was somebody on on acid? Yep. What was that story? I don't want to get into it. That's for the book. I can't talk about that on the podcast. There's like too many stories involving drugs and madness. Okay. So. But let's just say it was a lot of a lot of fun. And by doing that project, I was able to. I learned how to really professionally edit, do a lot of animation. Um, what were you direct. animating in back then? That was a uh, that was Cosa After Effects okay. as well. I I don't even think After Effects uh, photo like uh, Adobe hadn't bought it yet. I'm pretty sure. And what became of these uh, short films? These episodes? What do you call them? Just uh, these three half hour pilots. Pilots, um, okay. I've never released them. No. No. I mean, I went on to do this uh, MTV show called uh, it was like an interactive uh, game called Club Dead, which was like this really weird. It was released on PC and MTV and and. Uh, Mac mm-hmm. and it was but MTV had produced it and they had seen the mad science short and they were like hey we want it to look like that oh. so they hired me to like you know emulate the look that I'd come up with for the show so so you didn't feel you need to do anything else with your with the mad science no no I still wanted to do something with it oh. this was you know I mean we we're like yeah let's do this and then a year later we'll keep pushing this other thing and then I just started getting really busy doing a bunch of other stuff like Got hired to go to Atlanta to, to edit Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Mm-hmm. And it was like in 95, and that was a lot of fun. And then they started doing more Space Ghosts, but they were doing them in L.A. I was living in Chicago at the, t- at the time, and I had started a small animation company myself called Behemoth. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a lot of uh, like Nickelodeon shorts. Like okay. we did this, this uh, kid's show called Patchhead, which is like live action green screen with him. Little a little kid wearing a watermelon on his head, which was a lot of fun. Did um, you act as Quitter in this? I did. My goodness. Look at your information over here. Yes, I did. I acted in that. I was a creepy uh, like guy who lived in a log with this other weird dude, Critter and uh, Dirt Clod were their names. What I, did you look like? Well, tell me about this character, Quitter. I had, I, I had a big like kind of club, mm-hmm. like giant buck teeth and was covered in dirt. <laughs> Was it uh, real dirt or fake dirt? Uh, like makeup dirt. Makeup so dirt. Kind okay. of like real dirt. Okay. Yeah. It was really fun. Uh, I liked playing dirt, uh, Critter. Hey, hey there, Pashhead. What's going on? <laughs> What's wrong with you there, buddy? That's Quitter. That that's Quitter. Yep, that's his uh, name. Have you seen Quitter? You just no, okay. but I can just tell that he's not he's not bullshitting us right now. All right. Yeah. No, I was shocked <laughs> that she had this this information. It must be online somewhere. So, so then I, you know, I worked in Atlanta for a little bit, kept doing some more animations and stuff in Chicago, and ended up going to New York to direct the Upright Citizens Brigade, then back out to L.A. 
to do more Space Ghost Coast to Coast. So I was like, why am I living in Chicago? So I it was going to go to New York or L.A. And I decided L.A. So I moved to L.A. Um, this is around when? This is 98. 98. And uh, moved here. And then, you know, the first couple months I thought I had a job. Then it disappeared. So I was like, what's going on? And then got really lucky and met these guys and pitched a bunch of shows to Fox Family. And then ended up. Like, making... a, for example, Sour Boy and Pep Girl? Yes. Sour Boy and Pep Girl. Mm-hmm. Got your information. Dang. Sour Boy and Pep Girl was one of them. Uh, Flat Crisp Total Action with Nick Offerman was another one. Oh, wow. And uh, and then did that. And then went ahead in the next couple of years. I, I started working with Classy Chupo. Did some cartoon animation. Like uh, those Earthlink ads. Did those. So Classy Chupo was a giant in animation for quite a, quite a while. They were. They were, mm-hmm. they were the titans of animation in uh, the late 90s. Yes. So. Yeah, so then uh, just kind of like was doing my own films for a while and then uh, floating around, hanging out with Tommy, Tommy Blatcha. He he, came, he ended up moving out here and then we started working on a crazy feature film script together in like 2004. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 2005, uh, him and Brendan met up and came up with this idea to do a death clock and uh, they asked me to design the characters. So I designed the characters and then uh, did a couple of music videos and those guys would go around like they went to South by Southwest and played played some different shows. This is when Tommy was singing? Yeah, Tommy was playing Nathan Explosion back then. And then they pitched it to Adult Swim. Adult Swim was like, yeah, we like it. We don't know what we're going to, you know, what we're going to do yet. So it took like eight months for them to figure out, you know, all their contracts and all the yada yada stuff. So finally they were like, yeah, we'll do 20 episodes. So we had to find a place to do it. And, uh, I'd worked with uh, Chris and Shannon from Titmouse like a couple years back when they were over on Santa Monica. Like I'd rented out their space to edit a couple things and they were like, they had just moved into this giant spot and a big production of their own fell through. So they were like, hey, we need a, a, a production to make. And we were like, let's make our production here and everything worked out great. So And they have a, they have a liquid television. They do. Are you they, involved with that at all? I, no, I am certainly not. Okay, then. No, I mean, I almost was, but it it was really came down to a micro budget of I just couldn't do it. Oh, what a surprise. Okay. Um, yeah, so, but, you know, um, Liquid Television is awesome. My girlfriend was the lips of Liquid Television. She was those metal lips. Oh, Holly. Yeah. Wow. Holly was the liquid metal lips. She tried out when she lived in San Francisco. They were like, we're looking for these sexy lips, and... She was one of like 150 people who like stood in line. They were like, they picked her. Wow. I think she got 350 bucks. My goodness. That's pretty cool. I didn't yeah. know that. And so she's like, if you go onto the website and you see those metal lips, that's her. And she gets, she still gets a check once in a while. She for gets like zero dollars. <laughs> yeah. So well, um, she needs a better contract next time she does lips. Right. So you've had ongoing la- relationship with a uh, titmouse. Yeah. I've been working with those guys for like the last eight years. I'm, I've been doing metal. Um, I did. I did break off like in between season two and three of Metalocalypse and went over to work on the Venture Brothers, which oh, was yeah. was made over at World Leaders in New York. So I did that for like six months. They're fine. Fine. Yeah, brothers. those guys are really funny. Mm-hmm. Funny guys. Yes. And uh, they read a lot of funny stuff, so it was fun to work with those guys and uh, try something different. Um, went back to metal for season three and then, uh, did a couple other little weird pilots and stuff. And this, yeah. You did a music video with some lady, a busty lady and some lightning and stuff like that. I did. It was for, uh, I (laughs) set my friends on fire. I did that. I did a video for Exodus. I did two videos for Exodus and then I did a video for Forbidden. So it was a lot, it's been fun to do like little videos in between. Where do, where do they show videos nowadays? YouTube. They do. Yeah. That's the main place. That's the main place. Or another thing called Vimeo, Vimeo, which is like, yeah, there's no real space on TV to show music videos because MTV shows like reruns of like, you know, shows from 1980, and like, you know, real world, uh, real world. They've got like 500 episodes of that or some 500 seasons. I don't know. So yeah. they have a, they have a lot <laughs> of stuff. That's what they changed their name. It's not even music television anymore because I don't know what it stands for. What does the M stand for? Mucho Tasty Vision. Mm, right. That's what I've heard. Right. So, uh, so you have an office at Titmouse. I've been to it. It's full of stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of lot of action figures and statues mm. and books. Books. It's yeah. c- it's clammed to this, literally packed to the rafters. Yeah, things. it's OCD nerd land. Is that yeah. how your home looks too? A little bit, not as OCD, but no? um, yeah, it's like a... His home looks less like that because all his things are at work. 
yeah, that helps save the home from mm-hmm. the Cramville mm-hmm. action. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun. I think it's like part like nostalgia, weirdness, like, oh my God, they have a giant MODOK statue. And like, you, you know, A, that didn't exist when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. B, if I was a kid, I couldn't buy it because I didn't have that money. So as an adult, that's what I think happens with adults who buy these statues and stuff. It's like, it's more of the spur of the moment. Like, man, I want to have that. than you have, and you're like, damn it, where does it go? So you have... I have a lot of like an ungodly amount of statues that are just still in their in their boxes out in my back studio. Oh yeah, you have crazy space back uh, yeah. behind your house. Yeah, I have a little green screen shooting stage which it's is huge. crammed yeah. with stuff right now. And so. then you have an area between your house and the stage that yeah. is also crammed with stuff. Yes. Okay. So yeah, there's a the, that allows our regular house to not be crammed yes. because of the other crammings. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A lot of cramming. So. Yeah, so actually, I was finishing up Metalocalypse, and I was like, you know, I want to do something different. You know, I've been doing that for eight years. And so I did this Savage Brothers pilot. Oh, what happened with that? Uh, that's still being pitched around, actually. It um, has a in it? It does. What's I his real name? I didn't say that. I, I'm not supposed to even talk about them, but... Let's start over. Yeah. So how did <laughs> Savage Brothers... T- <laughs> how did Savage Brothers turn out? <laughs> It turned out great. It's got a lot of top secret uh, stars <laughs> in it that we're not supposed to talk about and whatnot. And, and we won't. Yeah, and but won't. Uh, that's still being pitched around. I hope it happens. And then uh, it's based on a. Uh, a it is. Yes. I don't even know if I can talk about that, but we, we did. So there, we're done. <laughs> is it a? Is it? It's a. And so that yeah, that's in still in pitch land. I mean, we did a pilot for it, but they're pitching that. And then uh, I started developing something a year ago with this company called Zenoscope. It's an animated version of their comic book called Grim Fairy Tales. So originally we were like, let's try to sell it as a movie. And it was really hard to sell an R-rated movie and like get money. So we realized, hey, we're going to have to just do this ourselves. So me and the guy who who runs the Zenoscope company, right around the same weekend, we're like, let's do Kickstarter. And we both called each other and it was like at the same time. So... How did you uh, know that Kickstarter would be something that would be good for you? Um, it just felt right. Mm. I think it's like I've always been into the idea of like, you know, grassroots and also like talking to the people who enjoy the things mm-hmm. that I enjoy as opposed to like trying to up pitch something to some people and convince them that other people want to see it. So at the time that we were even talking about doing Kickstarter, it had just started, you know, aggregating uh, real amounts of money. And that week, they just started doing the like crazy video game sales. As far as like, it was like, hey, it's finally people are actually aware of this, and if they if they want to see something like what we want to make, we can raise the money. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> we had to be realistic about it because we're not a video game. So originally, it was like almost more than double the amount that we were asking for. But uh, both me and Titmouse and Zenoscope all agreed to take no money. So we're like, let's cut any fee that we're going to ask for. Mm-hmm. And, and so I did a budget and I was like, this is how much we need just to, just to pay for the animation backgrounds, compositors, layout artists, all the, you know, just for the raw actors, costs. actors, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was like roughly 175,000. So we're like, all right, well, you know, that's what we have to raise, which seemed like a heck of a lot. And cause when we first started, we raised some good money right, right away. Like we got like 35 grand in the first day. And then it started slowing down and we were like, whoa, because people are like, why do you need all this money? You're a big director. Why does Titmouse need this money? Don't they have millions? And it's understandable. People who don't know anything about animation, they just watch TV. It's yes. like they, they, they kind of think in these unrealistic terms like, well, Titmouse is a, a studio. Um, they have to hire people you know, to sit at the computers and they have to pay them a weekly rate. And that ends up adding up just one person over the course of mo- one month times 10 that becomes a lot of money well animators are known for rolling in the dough you know oh i know i know animators just make so much money but can i ask you what is it what is there in this for you if you're not making your fee or is it back end uh, that's back end like yeah i own a a chunk of the property now so for Mm -hmm. me i believe in it so i think we'll actually sell it as a feature film and as a television series you know i'm hoping that we are able to make a feature out of it Mm -hmm. so so you're going to, so what are you actually making like now? It's a half hour? It's uh, roughly 14 minutes. Like it's a little less than a, like a regular 11 minute pilot. It's a little bit longer than that. Little, yeah, it's right in the middle. Um, and so that's what we're making right now. And we actually start animation 
this coming week. So so exciting. Yeah, we've had backgrounds. All the character designs have been coming in. We're doing turnarounds. All the storyboards have been done. We've recorded all the actors. It's been a lot. Like I started writing it like three months ago, finished it, you know, two months ago. And then we started breaking it up with, uh, you know, doing all this stuff, which just takes a lot of time. So now we're in the, the halfway point. So we're start our animation and then compositing and all that stuff in the next two months. So are you still taking contributions through Kickstarter? Or? No, no, no. I mean, that ended, I believe it was May 2nd. So, oh, okay. I mean, so there's, there's a PayPal spot that if people still want to contribute or whatnot, they can, but mm-hmm. you know. If you'd like to contribute, we put up a link for that. Sure, yeah, certainly. I'm sure you could always use more. Would they still get a, the the swag? Uh, I I think all that stuff is locked down. It's like it's just if you want to order the books or like I whatever. I I don't think any of the like get your name in the credits or any of that's still mm-hmm. available. It's more like if you just wanted to buy certain things. But there are some exciting offers uh, that people could bid for, or whatever, put money down for. Some of it was like a, do a voice or have a character design mm-hmm. like them. Yeah, we ended up doing like we have eight people who are we're recording the voices we just recorded one of them last week how are they how was that guy he was great yeah it was actually really fun did yeah. he have more than one line or he has a couple lines yeah? yeah yeah i wrote i wrote everyone in all the contributor you know the people that i have to write in they all have like a line or two so it's you know basically they're they're part of the show now that's so cool um did yeah. they in the character the character doesn't look like them though right? no there's just one character one guy paid to have his likeness <laughs> and and he, he we have to get his likeness but we don't know what he looks like yet but oh interesting he'll be uh, he'll be in there <laughs> like uh with his voice that's, so. that's can, can he request to have like broad shoulders and six-pack abs absolutely not <laughs> nope it has to look just like him. it's gonna look just like him so. just like a normal guy but dressed as like a gnome or something or? no no it's actually in the real world so <laughs> oh, okay. yeah there's a, the way the way i wrote it, it's like a giant russian uh you know doll it's like it takes place in the future and then we go to the present day Mm-hmm. And then we go to a grim fairy tales, and we come back out, and oh. then we go to the future again. So, so he's in the w- what part is he in? The he is in the present, present day. day. Yeah. Okay, and he's wearing his his street clothes. Yes, his okay. casual wear. He's right. wearing whatever he sends a photograph of. I think or? so. Yeah. <laughs> so we're still. What if he sends a picture and he's wearing like a tutu or something? Because that's what he's wearing there. Oh, I wish we'd known about this a little earlier. We could have done some voices. BB, you do a great American accent. Yes, is it too late to audition? Did yeah, you? let's let's hear your American accents. Give me a line from the show. Okay, I believe he is awakening. <clears throat> That's not a real line from the show, but I believe he is awakening. That's that sounded, so cool. That sounded really good. Thank you. That sounded like a different person. Thank you. All right, what about you? Go. Like uh, I can only do like a like a New York accent. All right, say say I am hungry. Go get me a donut. Well, hamburger is more American. Okay. I am hungry. Go get me a hamburger. Hey, I'm hungry. Get me a hamburger, bitch. Let's uh, do it a couple times. Let's hear it a couple times. You want me, you want me to do like an ABC? That yeah, like thing? three times. Okay. Yo, I'm hungry. Get me a ha- hamburger. You say your H's very well. I know. It's yeah, this a... time do it, but don't stutter. Is that the way you did it into a chord session? Yes. To the <laughs> if anybody did something like that, I'd be like, that was really good. Now this time, say it like you're really saying it and not stuttering. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, levels? Well, you could keep your level low. Okay. Like it's under your breath pissed. <clears throat> hey, man. I'm hungry. Get me a hamburger. All right. This time, not like Arnold Schwarzenegger. This time, like you're like, do it as a throwaway line. <sighs> hey, man. I'm hungry. Get me a hamburger. Yeah, not that like good? that. Yeah, that's, that's better. One? That's better. Okay. Just do it like that, only even more throw away. Like he's standing right next to you and you're like trying to get rid of him. Baby, do you want to take this one? Baby, wake did up. We, did Fifi get the job or not? Oh, she almost got the job. Oh. I think you just distracted oh, her, Fifi. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. You know, I'm going to, I'd, it's for me, I can only record uh, when there's nobody watching me. So okay. I'm going to record like maybe five or ten more takes. Okay. And, and I'll just send, send them to, to you. Yeah. yeah. You. Sorry I put all the pressure on you and then Fifi just ruined it. You were almost there. You were almost like you were I like. I felt like I was close. Yeah, you were very close. It was like started out at fifty, and then you yeah. got like to seventy, seventy-five. Then you were at like ninety-eight, I and I was like, you almost nailed it. And then she started to pass out. So Glim is a, it's on its way. You also did a ABCs of Death. Yeah, I'm excited about that. That actually, the world premiere is going to be in Austin at the Fantastic Fest, September twentieth to the twenty-seventh. So I'll be flying out to Austin for that. So you're not going to miss our birthday, in other words. That's good news. I'm not going to miss your birthday. Okay. Which is, I'm taking, uh, I'm, it's up before the 20th and 27th, right? You remembered. Yes. 
I said, of course I remembered. What do you think? I'm insensitive and stupid. <laughs> so yeah, that's I'm excited about that premiering. Uh, Are you spe- on a panel or anything? How's that work? I, you know what? I think they're going to premiere the movie and there's like 26 directors. I don't know if all of them will be there. We all do oh, right. little shorts. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to see the response to mine because I did, once again, Tommy Blatch's in it yes. as, a, as a real person because um, I did this live action. So. Um, yeah, he s- he sent me a photo. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it, no. but it's a uh, you know, uh, you know, it's probably unlike a lot of the other ones. So. How can um, is it only doing festival circuit, or be? Oh, you looking for distribution, or how does? No, that it's work? being distributed through. I believe it's Magnet releasing, and then uh, it'll be on video on demand and in theaters on October nineteenth. Theaters? Oh. What theaters? I don't know yet. I I don't know how many theaters it's going to be released in. I think it's about ninety or a oh. hundred. That's or it might lot. be more. So. And what letter did you have? I can't tell you. You can't tell not us a letter? Not yet. Really? Yeah. You can tell us and we'll just bleep it. We'll edit it out. Okay. I'm letter. <laughs> <laughs> so. You don't trust yeah, us. Yeah, that falls between Yalbluf and Yalbluf. <laughs> so, yeah, those those are the, the letter. <laughs> is the one I did. <laughs> so what are you working on now? So <clears throat> I'm working on a, a superhero comedy movie. Um which I've been writing the script for, and that is the next thing that I'm going to make. It's a feature film, and it's, uh, it, revolves, it involves superheroes and, uh, and, in, and very insane uh, domestic-style non-action. Okay. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited about that. You have a title? I do. I don't want to say yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, jeez. You don't... But. You you can tell when he doesn't want to talk about yeah. something. He's a uh, is know, it live? Wait, you say it was live action? Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, so that's one thing. And then uh, there's a couple of other things that are you know being like, yeah. Okay, that's fine. On. That's fine. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> whatever. Yeah, so it's it's whatever. I'll have to come back on your show to 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 uh, talk about it. How's that? Deal. Yeah. So. All right. So while. you're doing a lot of things and stuff. Hey, yeah. What happened with the fans' hope? Uh, that came out on video. Yeah. I mean, they released it uh, in some theaters. It was playing at the Arclight and places like that. And uh, then it came out on DVD like last month at Comic-Con. They released it. This is a Morgan Spurlock uh, oh. documentary about uh, Comic-Con. Yeah. And I haven't seen it yet. Okay. But uh, you, what what did you do in it? Uh, they interviewed me like two years ago. Um, I met Morgan at uh, like a CAA party and I was drunk. Mm. And, oh. and Holly was talking to him and I, she was like, John, come over here and... I kind of was, you know, a little a little irritated about the way Comic-Con has been transformed. And he was asking me about what, what were my opinions on it. So I, You're irritated I, because now there's like a big uh, commercial film companies there? And no, that doesn't bother me. You know, what does bother me is that there are non-comic related television shows and movies that are trying to pimp their stuff. Like what? What, you think Chuck shouldn't be there for some reason? Uh, less so Chuck, more so White Collar. I mean, there's certain... What's White Collar? Exactly. There's... Okay. Um, there's shows there that really have nothing to do with the genre. So I sort of feel like, well, you know, that's partly Comic-Con's fault as far as allowing larger networks to just like, oh, we'll take over this and pay you this. As long as it's genre based, I don't I don't have a problem with it. Like, I don't even have a problem with Twilight because that's fantasy orientated. But uh, I don't know, it was just kind of a bummer to see a lot of that stuff kind of taking over and then seeing a lot of the other artists and comic book artists although you know their their booths kept getting smaller and smaller mm-hmm. until they're crushed into a tiny corner yeah. and you have to walk past the biggest booths to get to their little alley next. yeah it's just a little strange okay. to say to say it like that i think it's a little strange so i think you know hopefully you know over the next couple of years it rectifies itself it feels like this year it actually started to come back around how so because i haven't seen that at all um i think that more and more independent companies were allowed better access to oh. certain things and um I, I see it as it'll happen. Like, you know, it expanded really crazy fast and now it'll it'll retract a little bit. So. Why? Because people are complaining? No, not because people are complaining. I just think because uh, there's a saturation point mm. where it's like, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people saying, well, now even the word nerd or geek is not real because everyone's a geek and everyone's a nerd. You know? yes, there's much debate about that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, you know, it's pretty easy to tell who's a nerd or who's a geek. Somebody can say they're a geek or a nerd, but then you could just bust them. Quite, I can. I could bust them quite easily. Do we <laughs> need maybe a new word or something to describe? I think we probably do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a real nerd. Well, <laughs> so it's like the OG geek. I don't know what no, OG. No, there is a huge difference. Yeah. Though. 
Well, I mean, some people are like, I'm just, I'm, I'm such a nerd for General Hospital. And it's like, that's not really, I'm glad that you are, and I'm really happy that you watch that show all the time, but that's not really what even being a nerd is about. And like, you, know, you know anything about science, or do you care about, I, I don't know, I mean, there's certain, there's certain things that, you know, let's not really get into, that's a whole other conversation, but uh, I'm going to be doing Kamikaze, September 15th and 16th. We will is, be there too, actually. It's a very exciting, brand new convention. Mm-hmm. Like that, now Stanley is part of Stanley's Kamikaze. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it, because we don't. We, somebody asked us to uh, help them with our booth, Skelramics, mm-hmm. and, uh, but we know nothing about it. Well, it's a brand new convention. They launched it last year. Where is it? Uh, it's at the LA Convention Center. Okay. And like 15,000 people showed up last wow. year at the very first convention. So this year they're they're thinking that maybe 40,000 people will be there. So you think it's mostly LA people that are going? I don't know. I mean, last year a lot of people came in from out of town. I, I mean, I, I was just walking around. I did one panel. Mm. And this year I'm going to do like three panels. So I'm really excited. I'm going to introduce uh, Roddy Piper and Keith David, uh, the, the uh, stars of They Live, and talk to those guys and do a Q&A with them. So. Oh. How did you stumble upon that? Uh, through one of the organizers who kn- knew I was a big fan of the show, mm, so cool. a big fan of the movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there'll be a lot of, of, of fun stuff to go and do. And can you go out and get a drink afterwards at a bar? The you, way yeah, you, you certainly can. There's, yeah. It's downtown LA, so there's a lot of places around. So oh, now I'm looking forward to this. It's it's nice. It was really cool last year when I went. I got I met Ernest Borgnine. I got a picture with him, Aww. and uh, that was really fun. And uh, it was worth it. You know, you have to spend money to get, you know, an autograph or a photo. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm spending 40 bucks and I'm getting a photo. With That's and he's getting that money. Wow. He's getting that money. No, no, I know yeah. it's great. Right. Well, not anymore. Well, but I was happy to, yes. I was happy to contribute because he's worth it. Um, you do you charge for autographs. I do. You do. How much? It's what I have to charge. It's like if I go to a place like I went to the Florida Supercon mm-hmm. and the just general charge, you have to charge 20 bucks. Because everyone around you, you're in a specific autograph booth area. Mm. So what I do is I like have a bunch of different things. I'm like, well, you can, you know, have an autograph, and I have an eight by ten. Like you, you could pay that, or you can buy these other things, and that's like twenty five dollars, and I'll give you this autograph. I see. And it was weird because most people are like, no, no, I just want the autograph, and I was like, you, no, no, no. <laughs> see, you don't get it. What I'm doing, I'm going to give you this comic and this other cool thing and this thing with autograph for like twenty five. So. And they're like, no, no, I just want the autograph. So oh, wow. end up giving them just the autograph, which was weird, I thought. Uh, I can see how you would think that, but uh, that's kind of a good deal for you, no? I'm not complaining. I just said it was weird. <laughs> I, you know, I was like, if people want my autograph, that's kind of cool. Um, it's weird. And you can't charge less than that because then people would wonder why your autograph is devalued. Well, it's not just that people would, but all the people around you that are charging, like people from different TV shows and other, all these different people are all charging 20. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You can't be the one that's sticking out for some reason. Yes, because then they'll complain and that's what happens if you do charge less. Yeah. So They think that now people will go only to you and not to them for autographs? For such a good deal. Yeah. Oh, if you charge less? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what like the... Like bargain autograph. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think they're like, well, this guy over here is only 15. Let's all go there. I, I don't know yeah, how yeah, it works, <laughs> but the mob rules mentality, I don't know. He's making a deal. Let's go get that. You know, I don't it's know. It's favored that nations. Everybody needs to have this. Yeah, that. that's pretty much how those conventions work. So you know. Well, should we? Um, I guess we can wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. It's a kamikaze, and then New York Comic Con. Are you guys going to go out that? Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Uh, um, We're going with you, right? I'm going to put you guys in my suitcase. Yep. Yes. You're going to have some uh, water, some breathing modules, mm-hmm. and a lot of like foam around you, just because you know, those guys are pretty aggressive the way they throw the suitcase. Some packing peanuts. However you want, you or know. Or bubble wrap, because that yeah. would also keep us uh, yeah, occupied. Yeah, that'll have, give you an iPhone charged. Yes. You know, because it's, yeah. it's a long flight. You, know? you cannot use iPhone on the plane, though. Maybe well, it's different like, in the cargo. It might be different in the cargo. Yeah, have like it packed rules. with games, and at yeah. least, you know, if you're both packed together, you know, use one iPhone and then use the other one yeah, just yeah. in case the charge goes out. So. Okay. Is, is Where else can people see you? Um... Besides uh, Kamikaze and then in New York, October 11th through the 14th, we'll be premiering the Grim Fairy Tales there. Oh, awesome. So that's right. So that's your deadline. You've got to work Yeah, work that's our that. deadline, and we're going to have a big show there for that. And after that, I mean, like I said, I'm going to be starting a new, uh, a new Kickstarter in the next week or two, I okay. believe. And uh, I'll come back on your show and talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Could you be our next guest? <laughs> you know what? Uh, 
I don't want to. I don't want to monopolize you guys' time. Oh, so okay. That yeah. was that was a gentle letdown right there. No, like you know, have two more people, and then I'll come in. Okay. And be like, hey, what's up? How come I wasn't right away? You know, I'll be all angry. Oh, you will. I'll okay. pretend to be angry. Can't believe you had those other two people on and not me. Whatever. Will you get upset if we have Francis on as a full time? I would actually. Would? Yeah, okay. that well, would be a really big problem. So. Uh, okay, let's have Holly on, and then we'll have Francis. Yeah. No, he just said no Francis. Oh. No Francis. Oh, I thought you said that would be a really big uh, party. party. No, that's no, what I thought too. No, I didn't say party. He I said, said a really pl- big mistake. Oh. Yes. So. I thought you said that would be a really big great. Oh. No, I said that would be a really big problem. Oh, okay. If Francis is going to, you know, we're going to have a big speaking to him in a little bit, so. He will, because he's taking you home. No, no, he's gone. He's, uh, okay. Yeah. How are you getting home? I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna walk, or take a cab. Probably walking though. Yeah, you're gonna walk in those, uh, those in high heels. <laughs> yeah, in the high heels, I might have to take them off. Maybe Fifi will give me a ride. Whatever. I might. I might give you a ride back. I'm probably gonna go to Wacko. Yeah. Check out some of their new stuff. Yeah, you should do that. You gotta go like it once every like five months, so they they have a chance to refill. Yes. Some new stuff. Restock all the yeah. plastic babies. And, yeah. Uh, Sometimes you go there like right away. You're like, man, I looked at all this stuff already. Yeah. Oh, I already saw this uh, stuffed bird hat. Yeah. And you don't want to be disappointed. Like it's an, a, a great store. So it's like, yeah. it's really your fault for going there too much. You need to chill. So that's what I tell myself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. When I'm angry at myself, I'm like, look, stop going to wacko and blaming them for your problems. You need to chill. That's what I say to myself. Oh, Just like good. that. That's it's firm but yeah. it's not it's not unfair to you yeah you stupid no no no, no that's no, what no. i say you okay, baby never mind yeah will no, you that's what I say. will you be able to leave waka without a bag full of stuff probably not okay yeah pro- then, then you will need a light home from fifi yeah <laughs> okay. was, uh, yeah not a giant bag probably two bags of stuff two smaller two smaller two, bags. two smaller okay. bags right. yeah. smaller ish John, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Well, thank you. Thank you both for having me, Fifi, Bibi. You guys are awesome. Oh, we think you're awesome. We think... Hold on. It's, they have they have work to we, do. We think you're awesome, too. Yes. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming on. All right. Au revoir. Au revoir. Goodbye. Goodbye.